Another part of my book I am working on. When I am finally done I will publish it on my blog and delete this post and the post that I published a while back that was also part of my book. Hope you all enjoy it and I can't wait until I finish my entire story. My hopes are that when it's done I can get it published outside of this blog made into paperback books and or digital books. Wish me luck I will have my fingers crossed. Chapter 1 The sun was rising and the alarm was making my head pound as it always does after a long night of studying and practicing. I flung my hand on top of the alarm clock to shut its noise off and leapt out of bed onto my feet like a boss. Then my sister came to me and said please sister I want to hear the story again before mother takes you away on another trip. I giggled slightly under my breath and replied oh dear angel sister of mine mother is not taking me till tomorrow. I knew what she meant though because the story was long and the trip's mother took me on took days or weeks before I came back home. I sighed and grabbed her by her waist lifted her into my arms and carried her with her legs around my torso and my arms around hers. I brought her to her playroom where story time took place. She said story time was only great if we had an abundance of her imaginary friends and toys which were all in her playroom. I sat her down in a chair that I bedazzled with fake gems and glued fake diamonds to make her feel like a princess. She did not know it but she was the center of my world, my best friend and only sister. My youngest brother came running in and sat in his special chair I made just for him. His chair had dragons and swords all over it. My youngest siblings were like my kids they always clung on to me and owed every bit of attention I could give them even though mom always had me so dang busy. I honestly hated being so far away from them and my twin brother. My parents had two sets of twins which was already rare in our family tree to have one set and even more rare to have one girl and one boy in each set. Our parents had my brother on his trip they always took turns taking us on trips or took us together. They said the studying and training would make us stronger, smarter, wiser and healthier to help breed better offspring, fight better in wars and let our kingdom know our worth in every way possible. After story time I put them both on one hip and brought them to their bedrooms tucked them into bed and kissed both their cheeks and forehead as always I said good night, sweet dreams, I love you with all my heart. Sleep tight and don't let the bed bugs bite, go to dreamland think of dragons, unicorns and rainbows my loves. I turned off the lights and left the door half opened. They repeated every word I said and closed their eyes to sleep. I had not slept yet the whole house was up late because each of us had a huge test in three weeks plus our parents had said it was a weekend so we could stay up late. I went downstairs stretched and went to the bathroom after I showered, brushed my teeth I got dressed and went to the kitchen. I made French toast, a pot of coffee, fresh brewed tea, iced tea, bacon, eggs, sausage and macaroons. My brother looked almost as if the smell made him float to the table I had already made some food for my younger siblings earlier before they got ready for a nap. Michaela do you think mom and dad love us or just want to make sure we do not shame the family? I was cut off guard by the question mostly because I was thinking that after I put Laura and Max to sleep. Skylar our family never had a failure they always ended up being powerful or special people always having important jobs and such. I paused for a moment while tears swelled up in my eyes then continued. I hate this shit sky. I hate not being a real family it is like they are our groomers that want best in show and we are their dogs. Jump meek, run sky, roll over then catch a ball for us shame the rest of the dogs. My sadness was replaced with anger. Then poor Max and little Laura will be their dogs once we are old enough to move out of the house. Sky put down his fork and wiped his lips and kissed my cheeks wiped away my tears and held me in his arms as I cried out of anger and sadness not just for us but our younger siblings. 
I finally controlled myself wiped my face with my sleeve and stepped back. I'm okay now, he said no you are not I know you always want to be the strongest person in the room like you are made out of stone but inside you are mushy like jelly. That is why I love you so much. Now I know you hate crying especially scared mom or dad would see you break down but they are not here and our siblings are sleeping too far away to hear you. Just let it out now before they wake up it is not good to hold it and you know that. I smiled knowingly and just let it out I wept till my sides and stomach hurt. My twin was my rock and I was his since we were little we protected each other and stood up for each other always and forever. All of a sudden the phone rang I cleared my throat and composed myself like nothing had happened. On the other end I heard a weird noise then a click and a raspy female voice say Michaela tell your parents when they come home that the tests have been moved up to the day after tomorrow. Without letting me say a word she hung up and I told Skye what the lady said I called mom and gave her the message. Are you kidding me just because a half-blooded prince threatened to take the crown they want us to do the tests earlier so they have more warriors oh my god that little rat has nobody to back him up this is crazy I guess the trip is cancelled then baby. It will be fine after the tests you all will go on the trip then. I could not hold back any longer we are not going on a trip you are done parading us around on a leash like show dogs trying to impress people I am over this shit no longer mom with me and my siblings want to play at a park or sleep in on weekends like other kids we have that right. I'm so sick of kids saying our family is obsessed with power and fame I am tired of never having friends because you and dad never let us hang out with anyone except adults and snobby rich teenagers. Before she could reply I hung up the phone and tossed it on my grandfather's chair. Grandpa never grinded us this bad and he always snuck us snacks when we were studying so hard we forgot to eat lunch. I wish he was alive he could make it easier on us with his stories and jokes, I sighed and groaned and ate with Sky after we each cleaned our own dish we both went into the library and went through the fireplace's secret door. We studied our magic there away from prying eyes our family's magic was unique as was everyone's family's special spells and incantations. We all studied all the spells that the world knew but each family had their own spells. My mother's family has its own so when she practices it father is not allowed to participate each family only shares their secrets with their blood relatives so same when our dad practices our mom could not be around. So that meant mom would take us both to study hers and then dad would make us study his then they both would come in and help us study basic world magic. But that also meant that me and my siblings would be able to teach our kids both our family's magic plus our mate would teach them theirs our kids would know more than the last generation which only made sense. Sky then jokingly said hey meek when the heck did our parents even have the time to make Max and Laura. He laughed hard though I was disgusted I could not help but giggle at it myself he had a point, I mean between helping us study world magic, family magic and these stupid trips they hardly have time to be around each other. Then I giggled and said maybe they cloned us and added a twist so it wasn't exact copy so nobody would know they weren't doing the deed haha right after I said that I felt fear and heard a loud bang all of a sudden I saw my parents standing in front of us so you were home the whole time eavesdropping on us huh my voice was bitter and my smile turned into what Sky calls a death stare. Yes we were listening and yes we saw you crying and every word you have said since you put your clones to sleep I think we need to talk to both of you. I scoffed and shouted I am so fucking tired of talking. I slammed the book I was reading onto the table and stormed off from the room into my bedroom and slammed the door forgetting for one moment my pumpkins were sleeping. When I stomped up the stairs and slammed the door shut I woke them up and they both came running to my door they hated to see me angry or sad. 
They knocked lightly and said their name so I knew it was not our parents I opened the door and swept them off their feet holding them close took them to my bed like they were my teddy bears laid down put my arms around them and closed my eyes right before I fell asleep from the exhaustion I said everything will be okay. I woke up hours later with them still sleeping with me and on my extra big king-sized bed I saw Sky with his arms around them too on the other side of the bed sleeping. Sky must have went upstairs after he saw us sleeping and tired himself decided to join us in slumber. I closed my eyes again still tired after maybe 20 minutes of sleep we all woke up to our parents opening my bedroom door and picking each of the little ones from our arms. We all walked out to the dining room to eat lunch our parents made. They served us chicken parmesan with herbs and spices with a side of mashed potatoes with cream cheese, corn mixed with peas and carrots with a bowl of pork fried rice. The weekends were the only time we were allowed lots of carbs, calories, protein, fats and junk food every other day we always had the healthiest foods and extra helpings of fruits and vegetables. Our weekends were always our special food days our treats I guess for doing our best all week long. Weekends were also the only two days of the week we were allowed cookies ice cream, cakes and anything else sweet. We ate as if we were starving the only times we could be ourselves was at home. Outside our estate we had to eat, walk, stand and sit properly like royalty on our best behavior we were taught to control our emotions. I will admit there were times people mad me so mad I wanted to punch them in the face but I was taught to be passive aggressive and have debates with them instead most of the time I won which made me happy and my parents proud. My mother broke the silence and dirty looks listen we are sorry for spying earlier but we all need to talk about what was said, why we are so hard on you all. She cleared her throat I knew she meant business then. Your father and I are like this because when Sky and Meek were born and then again when Max and Laura were born a woman came to us in our dreams called as Assel Martin believed to be murdered by the king's father a long time ago for having visions of his wife's death. She was said to be the one plotting his wife's death in the first place but many people did not believe it many other witches and mages of the high council thought of her as an angel. She had done so much for so many people protecting them telling her visions to others to make sure they were not hurt or murdered her whole life almost since she was merely 8 years old. You know it is rare for someone to have visions so young and even more rare in her family for she was the first one in 95 years in her family to have this ability some even said she was her great-great-grandmother's reincarnation not only because of her visions but because she looked almost identical to the great Marissa Martin. Anyways in these dreams we saw how she died by the king's hand and how he murdered his wife two years after his assal's death. He told the kingdom that she must have had followers that did it in retaliation to her death and they were supposed to help her kill the queen in the first place before he had his assal erased from existence. Another weird thing we were shown was how Marissa died at the hands of the king back then for stealing from the kingdom a special amulet. Marissa had broken it into four shards and cast a spell neither of us had ever heard before I guess it was a family spell or a long-forgotten one banished from the world after she did what she did. The four shards landed on a mountain into a cave where a sleeping dragon laid and the shards spoke to the dragon her and her mate shook their heads as if agreeing to whatever was being said to them. In each of those dreams two shards went into your bodies. First the pink and blue shards went into sky and meek then when the other set of twins were born it was the same dream but this time the gold shard went into Laura and the black one went into Max. Each time we awoke to your screams which scared us to death we went running every time and every time we saw the same thing. The shards took a different shape went into your skin on the same arm exact spots and became like a birthmark. If anyone saw these marks especially on each one of your arms in the same exact location we would be investigated. People would think we put spells on you or something like that, that is the reason you are so good at the things you do.
We believed if we were harder on you than any of our family members were hard on their kids throughout the years and they saw you studying so hard, reading so much and practicing so often they would not think that. We are so sorry we were so hard on you but I wanted you to know the truth after we heard the things you said about us and your true feelings. We love you all so much and I promise we will not be so hard on you anymore. Now we do need to practice for the test since they moved it up so early because of that asshole prince. I cut her off and said you said he is a half-blooded prince and he wanted the throne right? Why did the king cheat on his wife with anyone is that not frowned upon in this day and age? Our father interrupted me yes it is frowned upon, yes cheating is wrong and bad. But the king was put under a magic spell he thought that the maid was his wife she put the spell on him to make him think his wife was the maid. The wife caught them unfortunately that was at the end of it and the queen lifted the curse the king saw what he had done and felt shame even though he was under a spell he was angry he had cheated on his wife. He really is in love with his wife and he begged for forgiveness at her feet. She cried and said it was not his fault he was deceived then she kissed him passionately turned around and slammed her fist against the maid's face as hard as she could knocking her front tooth out. They banished her to Wiley Island named after Alex Wiley the man who found the island and started experiments on people. That island is meant to only have the worst scum of the earth live there keeping them away from everyone else so they do not cause any harm. We were with the queen when this happened that is why we know so many details of the situation. I mean I kind of feel bad for that kid and any child born on that godforsaken island and I understand he thinks after his hardships there he deserves the throne as much as his half-brother birthed by our beloved queen, but the way he is going about it is all wrong. Children on the island are given a chance to be adopted to families on the inland so they do not live in such a chaotic and scary world, many even grow up to be great people some just end up back where their parents are which is very sad and disappointing. Anyways I guess he was overlooked and when they found him he was already 12 years old he had already seen, heard and been through so much. He was given the choice to live inland or stay with his mother and he decided to stay the kid was probably brainwashed by everyone especially his mother that inlanders are the evil ones and they do not love us but the king and queen were willing to take him away from that and raise him as their own child. I do not understand how he would turn them down then years later says he will have war over the crown. He would have had an actual chance at the throne already if he had went to his father's castle to stay in the first place he is after all the king's oldest child. He did not have children with his wife until a year after the half-blood prince was born. If Yuri just went home with his father this crap would not be happening unless of course he was never told his father would be the one taking him and sometimes messages to the island break up, and not the whole message is received. I think if he knew the truth then he would not be like this now and if he was not overlooked in the first place he could have been saved from that life. We all agreed and practiced harder than ever before. The tests would be hard like every year. Every 10 years they have what they call the Malacca tests named after the person that created them. The tests were to prove how great each mage and which really were and the strongest in each family would be awarded special abilities making them able to make things appear so they could make spells, potions and other things a lot more easier we all could do a spell to do this but the difference is that this gift would not need us to do a spell first and it did not just include that the gift also gave us more power, more strength and made us the head of our household. If me or my siblings outdid our parents' scores from when they did the test we were given the right to be the head of our household and their business. If our scores beat even more relative scores the more we would have the rights to more households and business. Our parents both outdid their parents, siblings and three other relatives that was why we could have a mansion, with an indoor jacuzzi, huge outdoor pool, five-car garage tones of land and fancy things. 
My parents achieved so much so even though I was angry when I said those things before at the same time I was afraid I would not be as good as them. The royal families did not do these tests which I always believed was unfair like everything else in the world royal bloods always had more than anyone else and less rules applied to them. Chapter 2 I was awoken to Max and Laura bouncing on my bed excited for the tests and why wouldn't they be excited it honestly would not matter how well they did they were not old enough to be the head of any business or household. Kids between the ages of 6 years old till they were 16 years old basically had same tests but different rules they were put into age groups and after the tests they had their scores looked at in their age groups and when they were all tallied up the kids in each group would be deemed from 1st place to 100th place. Depending how many kids in each group of course it may be only up to 20th place or 180th place all depended on how many children were there. The winners in the younger age group tests were only given extra power and strength not close to as much power or strength as the older kids tests were given. So if you think about it if I won the tests in my age group as a little kid given that extra power and strength it would be easier to win 10 years later than if I won these tests I would be given even more also if our mother is right about the shards me and our siblings were already secretly given an extra boost of power and strength before anyone else in our age groups. I did kind of find it like I was cheating in a way but it was not my fault or our parents decision for it to have happened it was done to them as much as it was done to us. We all took a shower, brushed our teeth and got into the van to head out. Once we got to the stadium we were given a piece of paper that told us where our first test would take place. We finished the test the test took two days. I was now deemed head of our household and because my score was above so many relatives I became owner of their businesses but I told them I wanted them to take care of it for me I still had CEO privileges and owned the whole thing they were made to be right below me. My parents did not really approve of my choice seeing as that was not a normal thing to happen. Because my brother's score was the same as me we were tied which was very rare people whispered stupid things and rumors started. I was my parents' favorite so some say that I was better taught than my brother and that I helped him score as much as I did. Like if I scored lower than him in one test the next one he would score lower than me or we would be tied. Our family did not care about the bullshit they were saying and denied it all. I myself was kind of blown away by it seeing as it was very strange indeed and I wanted to get better at the tests I scored lower on. My personality paperwork read like this. Your personality type is, INFJ. You are very much an introvert. Introversion extroversion is your cognitive orientation. Introverts center themselves inside their bodies. Extroverts center their attention outside their bodies. You are moderately an intuitor. Sensing intuition is the first pair of cognitive functions and the preference for how you prefer to be served information, through the five senses or from the subconscious. You are very much a feeler. Feeling thinking is the second pair of cognitive functions, the judging functions, which are used to evaluate goals, either through personal values or objective principles. You are moderately a judger. Judging perceiving is what pair of cognitive functions you prefer to use, judging is a preference for a structured lifestyle and the use of feeling and thinking while perceiving is the preference for a flexible lifestyle and the use of sensing and intuition. About the INFJ personality type. INFJs are conscientious and value-driven. They seek meaning in relationships, ideas and events, with an eye toward better understanding themselves and others. Using their intuitive skills, they develop a clear and confident vision, which they then set out to execute, aiming to better the lives of others. Like their INTJ counterparts, INFJs regard problems as opportunities to design and implement creative solutions. INFJs are quiet, 
private individuals who prefer to exercise their influence behind the scenes. Although very independent, INFJs are intensely interested in the well-being of others. INFJs prefer one-on-one relationships to large groups. Sensitive and complex, they are adept at understanding complicated issues and driven to resolve differences in a cooperative and creative manner. INFJs have a rich, vivid inner life, which they may be reluctant to share with those around them. Nevertheless, they are congenial in their interactions and perceptive of the emotions of others. Generally well-liked by their peers, they may often be considered close friends and confidants by most other types. However, they are guarded in expressing their own feelings, especially to new people, and so tend to establish close relationships slowly. INSJs tend to be easily hurt, though they may not reveal this except to their closest companions. INSJs may silently withdraw as a way of setting limits, rather than expressing their wounded feelings, a behavior that may leave others confused and upset. INSJs tend to be sensitive, quiet leaders with a great depth of personality. They are intricately and deeply woven, mysterious, and highly complex, sometimes puzzling even to themselves. They have an orderly view toward the world, but are internally arranged in a complex way that only they can understand. Abstract in communicating, they live in a world of hidden meanings and possibilities. With a natural affinity for art, INFJs tend to be creative and easily inspired. Yet they may also do well in the sciences, aided by their intuition. We all are supposed to take a personality test before the big tests began and while we took the rest of the harder tests high mages and witches of the council would read each of our personality test forms. That was why we never got the personality test till after all the events were completed because they not only scored the tests to give us each our individual personality tests but also to take notes on each contestant to see what would be our greatest career choices down the road but also to see if any of us had severe antisocial behavior so they could get us into therapy immediately. The council believed that if someone wanted nothing to do with anyone it would be harder for them to get a job to survive, get into a relationship or make friends which would be detrimental to their own happiness and that of others also it meant there could be more of a chance of that person acting out in bad ways possibly even harming themselves or others. The council was basically the king's main source of morality and justice. The council spoke to everyone so they always knew if there was a spy or someone ready to hurt them or the king. The council had a unique look on things each individual person had their own opinions they always discussed everything together before talking to the king about anything to organize their thoughts thoroughly and thoughtfully. They made sure they always thought about any questions the king may ask and address them in their speech so they would not be caught off guard they were basically a think tank only the smartest, most caring and strongest witches and mages were allowed onto the council which their personality tests would be the main focus when they applied for the job. From what I read and was told about the council my personality test alone would give me headway into joining that combined with my scores and events I had just gone through made it even more of a chance of me being able to join them someday when I was older. You had to be at least 40 years old to get in so they knew you had more knowledge, power, strength and wisdom than you did when you took your tests. I was happy with our scores and personality tests. We walked over to a room where our siblings tests were held for their age group and I saw them smiling so big when they saw us. They had done the same thing as we did earlier. They both tested higher than anyone else and were tied at it was blown away yet again as everyone else was as well. Again stupid rumors started and we ignored them. This time it was because Max was the favorite out of our younger siblings to our parents. At the ceremony where we were given our powers, business paperwork and trophies one voice louder than the rest rang out. Your family cheated no way both sets of twins are tied that much with power and strength. 
bet their parents helped them one of each of them were present during the tests. Mom was with the older twins and dad with the younger ones. Cheaters. I had enough of this crap just because we were better than their kids, siblings and family members automatically we were cheaters like our hard work our whole lives meant nothing to any of them. I felt more rage than ever before in my whole life and felt like my blood was boiling. I faced my hands down and floated above my family something that I was not supposed to know until I was 20 years old. My family gasped not knowing I had been practicing magic for older people for years behind their backs. I put out my one hand faced it towards the naysayer and in a loud voice that sounded like mine mixed with a demon's. I studied and practiced my whole life for this as did my siblings we had no friends or social lives like the kids that failed to beat us do not blame us for them slacking off. We had no childhood and I have felt more pain and more lonely than any of you will ever realize. My whole life my family wanted us to be perfect and better than the ones that came before us. Do not put my hard work and tears to shame. How dare you Bruce Smith talk shit on us it is not our fault for the past 60 years your family members always end up on the lowest end of the scoring system. He was shocked at my behavior but even more that I knew his name and his family history with the tests. Without warning I slammed him to the floor hard enough to hurt him slightly but not to do any real damage. I stand here on the air before you all doing things people older than me know yet you still question me are you kidding me right now I see your thoughts and feel your emotions right now which is not taught until you are 19 years old. Again without warning a light came out of my birthmark made by the shard and it surrounded me then entered my eyes leaving them glowing while I spoke again. This time the shard must have given me knowledge I did not have before or special abilities I was not sure but this time it was not me that spoke it was an older woman with the voice of an angel. My name is Alexa Carr Queen of the Gods I speak through this vessel for she is the only one strong enough for a small amount of my essence and power is inside of her. Her siblings were given a link to a different god on the day of their birth, they also were all given a small amount of their god's essence and power. I could no longer control anything except for my mind. I turned my head towards the council and Alexa said to them you all know my voice, you know I would not lie to any of you I may not be here physically but a piece of me is within this beautiful creature. All of a sudden my sibling rose around me all with glowing eyes and all with different voices. First Skylar said I am the Queen's brother Prince Harold Carr you know my voice as well seeing as only the royal family and their council members get to speak to us face to face as the same goes for every royal family in this world. Then Max said I am King of the Gods Maximus Carr. And finally Laura said I am the King and Queen's daughter Elizabeth Carr. The crowd was confused yet mesmerized by us. All at once we all spoke at the same time we are here to tell you all that this kingdom is in great danger for the half-blood prince does have an army and he is special but these four will be what stands between you and annihilation. Here our warning do not downgrade the only true link to the gods that were ever made besides Marissa Martin. The visions my parents saw went through our heads and the crowd's heads everyone now knew the truth of her death and her relative's death. Everyone grew quiet while they were stunned for at least an hour finally they started chatting and mumbling. We were so scared of what the future was going to hold for us now. Chapter 3 The next day the half-blood prince waged war on us and everyone fought valiantly for two whole weeks until I floated above everyone and shouted with an angelic yet extremely loud voice sounded like the goddess within me coming out stop this non-essence. I showed the half-blood prince the truth the deaths of chosen ones, how his mother really got pregnant and how his biological father really wanted to take him in years ago. The prince dropped his weapons and made his army stop fighting. He became part of our royal family and some of the people in his army was allowed to stay inland. 
We went on our daily lives the best we could many were injured but nobody died in battle except two people. They were warriors from a village nearby that were stopping by on their way somewhere else and decided to join the fight. I was so very happy with the outcomes and the gods, goddesses really made a huge deal out of something that wasn't that big that ended shortly after it began. I wondered why so I went to the magical forest of the gods named Winged Hersher Forest I was greeted by a hologram of a wonderful hero from our past and her mate I read story of their bravery. She said my name is Natasha Tunis and this forest has been cleansed since I first came here as a young teenage girl and we greet you to see the magic as we did long ago. Please be careful there are wild animals that may hurt you if they feel threatened or scared in any way play safe. I if you wish to speak to the gods or goddesses you have to be royalty or chosen please speak your name loudly and they will speak only if they want to. I spoke my name clearly and loudly. The goddess that shared essence with me came right away from the top of the huge mountain in the middle of the forest. She danced and walked so gracefully like a sweet angel the true goddess she was and said without me even asking we made a huge deal because for the long we watched you work harder than anyone else, love harder than many, judge less and cry for a normal life in some way. I heard the things you said days ago about your parents I know they went a rough way of making sure you were powerful yet humble. I heard those people's thoughts, feelings and what they said out loud about innocent children that never really had a childhood so we had enough of it we kind of snapped but we also were telling the truth we try to never interfere too much in anyone's lives but if we did not stop the stupidity that was going on that day they would have never believed who you four really are and would keep making your younger siblings second guess themselves and all of you cry. We were tired of you thinking you were never really good enough it just had to stop. I smiled, blushed and teared you all at once I felt so relieved happy and proud at the same time I couldn't help but have tears of joy. We were finally going to have more normal lives have a childhood and be happier. They made statues of us in the town square. Years later I became a teacher and told the children of my story, of the great gods, goddesses and the first real heroine before me Natasha Tunson. But Natasha is a different story altogether. Till next time keep your head held high, respect the ones around you, love till it hurts, learn from your mistakes and other people's mistakes. Also always try to see the silver lining in everything and live life to the fullest you never know what life will give you, or how short life could really be.